Teamwork makes the dream work. There's no I and we. Today, I had the pleasure of interviewing the dynamic duo, Travis and Turner. These two gentlemen know how to talk the talk, but they also know how to walk the walk. If you wanna know how to thrive in a down market, stick around. You don't wanna miss this. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wallet Watch. I'm your host, Brian McCauley. As always, we appreciate you guys tuning in, appreciate the love and the support. Uh, you guys know here on Wallet Watch, we talk about money and we talk about all things real estate. Uh, speaking of real estate and deals, we got a two for one special for you today. My next guests are friends of mine, uh, great guys and super hard workers. I wanna welcome to the show. My man, Travis Hitt and Turner Cavender. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks, yeah, thanks for having, for having us. us in, yeah. it, It's about time, bro. It's about time. <laughs> yeah. We've been trying to get this together for a while. So, um, Three months or so. <laughs> right, 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 right. A uh, lot to talk about today. We're at halftime 2023. Before we get into all that, in case people have been hiding under a rock and don't know anything about you guys, talk to the audience, a little bit about you, how long you've been in the business, all that fun stuff. Yeah, like Brian said, Travis Hitt. Uh, been in the business going on 11 years now. Um, I live up in Prosper. Uh, real estate is my passion. I have a team of four amazing guys. Turner is one of them. Um, love working, love helping people. Like I said, 11 years in, rocking and rolling, learning every day, and just helping as many people as we can. Love it. Turner Cavender uh, originally came from the fitness industry, owning uh, several gyms throughout the United States. Uh, sold all of them about three and a half years ago. Mm. And was really business savvy, and uh, a lot of people trust me with their livelihood, Good. and that would be the biggest investment in their life, and that'd be real estate. And so I got into it, you know, being that I had to do a lot of deals with commercial, and I've been doing it for about almost three years now. Uh, so it's been a good, a good, good ride. I got a great mentor here, and it's it's been a lot of fun just helping a lot of people because I, I that was one of the big passions I had was helping others mm -hmm. when it was the fitness industry. So mm -hmm. it's kind of the same situation in real estate. Nice, man. Well, I appreciate you working with the guys. You guys are awesome. So let's talk, talk to the audience, dude. So it's halftime in 2023. Mm -hmm. Funky year. Uh, mm -hmm. Things are trying to thaw out and figure themselves out. Talk to me kind of um, how was the first half of 2023 for you guys individually as a team? Uh, and then what are you doing to shift? What are your projections for the back half of this year? Perfect. I'll start and then you can chime in. Okay, yeah. Um, I'd say the first part of the year was a bit slow. Okay. You know, I think everybody would agree with that just from, I think, a lot of, a lot of it comes from mentality and mindset is, are interest rates going to come down? Are they not going to come down? Everybody was still on pause, I feel like, in the beginning of the year. Now I'm feeling that shift to where people realize it's here. Like, the interest rates are here. We have to accept it. We can always refi out, right? right. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's more conversations being had, whether it's on the internet, whether it's YouTube, whether it's TV, friends, and people are realizing if they wait, they're wrong. Mm -hmm. So we're starting to see a bit of a pickup, knowing that Q1's just around the corner and there's more talk about interest rates dropping. But I think people are accepting it now and understanding that they're here for, for the time being. 100%. I think, uh, you know, in, in our group, I deal with a lot with the commercial sides of things. And in the beginning year, commercial was really just booming and a, lot, a lot faster. Yeah. And um, residential is going to be following that because there's mm -hmm. a lot of jobs coming here. Uh, I believe we discussed the other day we're like the top 500. What was it? What was you the other day on a podcast? 500 Fortune. Yeah, 500 Fortune, 500. Fortune companies that are coming to Texas. And um, all kinds of businesses that are not even in that rank that are coming mm -hmm. here as well. Um, so... Uh, I do believe it's an education-based thing for the consumers, um, knowing that they're probably not going to see the 2020 uh, numbers again in their lifespan. They might. I don't, I don't think so. Right. But um, I just think it's an education-based thing right now. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to talk about Texas and Dallas here in a minute. I think we're lucky to be in this spot. Um, 
I agree. 23, it's just, you know, people wanted to figure out kind of where the bottom was. It's yeah. so inconsistent. People didn't know when to start or stop. Um, I think now people, to your point, have settled on, hey, rates are about like this. They're probably not going to get any worse. They'll come down slowly and they'll tiptoe, but people can people can put together a plan because it's not so up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that, to your point, the message is getting out there faster of, hey, you know, the rate isn't forever. It's one thing you can redo. You can't redo the house. Yeah. Um, and then I think to your point, as people start to see, like, what I've noticed heading to the back half of the year as people are okay with the rate for the time being short term, but I think the growth in Dallas is letting people know, like, there's more humans than houses, and so mm-hmm. they're wanting to get out in front of it. Dallas is really good about FOMO. Like, as soon as people hear, like, oh, my gosh, the housing market's turning up, they're so scared because so many people missed it in COVID, mm-hmm. so they don't want to rent mm-hmm. for another two years. So it's like, if I don't step up to the plate, right, I may be – a non-homeowner for four or five years, and they realize that's too much money to flush down the toilet. So I think we're starting to see that on the back half of the year. Yeah, People get at least a little bit of clarity. I think as inflation has peaked and it's starting to drip down and rates follow it, um, people just have an understanding of what's around the corner. Um, you know, and I think that leads me to my next quick, quick question is 2024, 2025. So uh, interest rates follow inflation. As inflation cools, obviously rates will as well. But heading into an election year, I think that's got a lot to do with it. I think we'll get some cool off and some correction. Um, I think best case scenario, a percent and a quarter. I think worst case, like 0.75. Okay. But I think people know that's on the horizon, especially in election year, trying to rally stuff and get good news. Um, and I think people know, like, hey, I'd love to wait on a rates, but everybody else is waiting on a rate too. And I think people have a small sample size of COVID was terrible in a sense of the rates were great, but you couldn't get a house. Yeah. And so people understand if I wait and I'm the last one in, I might get a better deal on the rate and payment, but it may mess with the house. It may mess with the equity. I may not be able to get it. And so I think they're okay with stepping out in front of it now, especially going into 2024, knowing that like the inventory is not, not that great. I don't want to get stuck on the sideline again. Yeah. Um, so people are starting to make moves. What's your feeling for Dallas specifically? A lot of people will say, oh man, I hear the market's crashing here and there. I'm like, it doesn't matter if it's California or Iowa. It's like, Dallas, within 30 miles of here, is all that matters. Um, so, what are you guys hearing up north? Projections for 24 and 25 for our city. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel the recession uh, talk here in Dallas mm-hmm. at all. I mean, it's uh, always been very safe in real estate world yeah. in the Dallas DFW area right. as, as a whole through all of the crashes and recessions and stuff we had, right? Yeah, the way I explain it to my buyers is I don't base the market based off residential real estate. I base it off commercial, and mm-hmm. I tell all these buyers that are talking to me about, oh, are we going to have a crash? How's it? Is my home value going to go down $100,000 in a year? I'll tell them, look at all the commercial companies that are moving here. As long as we have commercial companies and development going on, these people that are putting billions of dollars into moving and relocating and developing, why would they be in a back room discussing that if they think that it's not going to be a success? Right. So they're expanding all the roads. You know, they're preparing for all this development because we have so many people moving here. It's supply and demand. There's other states and other areas that don't have what we have. We have landmass and we have major companies and corporations moving mm-hmm. here. Yeah. That brings people and it brings entertainment and excitement. Hmm. That's good. Um, you know, I think the other alternative too is, is you know, renting is not cheap. Mm-hmm. People used to rent to save a buck. And now with the population growth here and there, I think that's the thing people have to understand is the rates are important. The housing market stuff's important, but it's like there's so many people moving here that the demand just continues to go up. And so when it flips to the other side, back in the day, you could rent and save 50%. Now mm-hmm. it's just like rent so expensive as well. So you don't get a big financial cut by you know doing the rent thing. And so I think people look and say, hey, my mortgage is 3000 my rent's 2500 Like, I'm okay making the leap because you get tax deductions, equity, a place to call, yeah. call your own. If it's three grand and eighteen hundred, I get it. But the growth piece is push demand up everywhere, and I think people are tired of not getting a deal, but also flushing money. Um, yeah. 
which is important. So, so talk to me about what you guys are hearing on the agent side specific to rates. I know that's the hottest topic. I know people are the most sensitive to it. Um, what do you think the big fear is around it? Or what do you think maybe the big misunderstanding of like the rate is important, but it's not as important as you, you think here are some other factors and why? Um, what are you seeing? What are the objections? What are you guys struggling with right now with clients on the rate piece? I think I think oh, definitely uh, you'll definitely conquer this after I start with this. But I think obviously the beginning of it is just the education part of it, right? Okay. Is most of the people that there's a lot of new buyers on the market, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, at least I'm seeing it because I'm that age. Um, my friend's buying, and yeah. and so they're all like FOMO. Basically, they missed out on the 2020, 2021 right. rates, and they think that what the rate they're seeing now is way higher than what they saw. And but the education part is that they're not going to get that again. And the longer you wait, the more expensive you are. We just did a podcast the other day about mm-hmm. you know putting yourself in a better position now with a higher rate. Um, and then refinancing down the road. Um, capitalize on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of people, people listen to people, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like with the interest rates, they're higher. Well, as long as people are saying they're high and as long as their friends are saying, I'm not buying because it's high, people follow. Mm-hmm. So we have less leaders than we, we do have followers. Mm-hmm. I think now people are starting to buy to capitalize on that because they're getting a lower price point on the home that their friends are starting to do it. They're starting to realize, hey, the interest rate st- may be high, but it still makes sense to purchase. I tell people, I go, just look back in the economy, six, seven percent, that's that's a good interest rate. You know, where can you go borrow six, seven, eight, nine hundred thousand dollars for a six percent interest rate, a seven percent interest rate? Not many places. So I feel like with the interest rate, people are just understanding that it's here. But the more that people buy, the more that people are following because they don't want to miss out. A lot of people missed out in the COVID. Mm -hmm. So they don't want to be a second person again missing out just because of the interest rate. Sure. So I tell people, I do a math situation with them, but I tell you, tell them, as long as it's affordable, you need to buy. Right. Because prices are going to go up as soon as those interest rates drop. Mm-hmm. And people are understanding that now as well, I think, that once they do drop, it's going to be a feeding frenzy again when it yeah. gets into the fives. I think both of y'all are correct. I think the other thing that people think is when they talk about the interest rate, they care a lot about the payment. It's relative, but it's not the fullness of the story, mm-hmm. meaning there's more to buying a house than the rate and the payment, which is, hey, you know, uh, the trade-off is, well, when interest rates are normally low, prices are high. When interest rates are high, prices are low. It's not quite the case in Dallas here and there, but it's the trade-off piece, the completion of the story of, yes, the rate might be in the sixes and your payment's two or three hours higher, but the trade-off is, hey, when rates drop, prices go like this. Mm-hmm. So the problem is, is that $400,000 house at you know, 699 is 470 at 499. Right. Mm-hmm. So your mortgage payment is a little bit cheaper, yeah, but what you pay more for the house on, it's about a balance in the payment. The kicker is, dude, I'd rather buy on the low end and make the swing up and make yeah. 40, 50, 60 grand on the back end and refine. So I find too with the education piece, especially with first time home buyers, that's all they see is payment. Their, their box is fixed and it's small mm-hmm. and you can't blame them, but it's up to us to go, hey, by the way, there's four or five more layers. Let me show you and tell yeah. you. And I think the more people that are out there educating, but also seeing their friends going, hey, you know, uh, it's it's not the worst thing ever. We got a good price at a decent house and we know it's not a, it might be a forever home, but it's not a long-term loan. And this is the trade because I tell people like, hey, what do you think would happen if you flip the switch tomorrow and rates went to five and a half? It'd mm-hmm. be great. You got about a 30-day window to get the best of both. Yeah. A decent house, a decent price and a rate and payment. After that, like party on, 
you're stuck again and you don't want to miss out. So I think when people are concerned about that, it is relevant, but it's not the full picture. Um, and I think people have to understand, like, the trade-off actually might be worse. I prefer to be a buyer in this mar mar market, knowing what we know. Dude, if I was buying a house, I would get it and get 6% concession, and I would go to the cleaners. Mm -hmm. yeah. Buy the rate down, get turf, get paint, like, hook it up. And then in a year from now, like, I'm refined from my couch. But I'm not out in the streets with y'all, the wild, yeah. wild west, where a house gets listed at breakfast yeah. and you got to make an offer by lunch and jump the shark 30, 40 grand. So I think this education piece is important for everybody. Mm -hmm. But if they understand first base, second base, third base, and home, not just the rate, they'll understand the fullness of it and be more yeah. active. I like the way you said, uh, you know, the more leaders out there, and those leaders are usually the ones that educate themselves. Sure. And it, we live in a world where there's a lot of followers and stuff. So I, I believe I like what you said on that. Yeah. That's it. We need some educated leaders out there to have all these other people to follow along. It's, it's true. Yeah, it, it is very true. I like that you said that. Well, yeah. and I think also, too, I mean, doing this for 18 years, you know, no one's had to talk about this in Dallas for a long time. It's been a great run. It's yeah. been consistent. You know, house prices have been fair. The expansion has been good. Rates have been okay. And then COVID hit and boom, and it's like spotlight on. Yeah. And now everybody has to switch gears and pivot. And so a lot of people don't have the knowledge or they're not familiar with it. And you got to make yourself um, – you know, educated around the spots that matter to the people the most, but open their eyes to like, hey, there's more to it than this. And you can always give the rate back. You can't get the house back. There yeah. are some people I know that I did loans for COVID. They got 399 and they bought it 700 and now they're at 680. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, hey, what about this? And they're like, no way. Um, especially for buyers too, maybe to get closing costs and all these things. So compounding education is important. Uh, I think the other sticker that I'm seeing now is, 